0: my 50th episode. And it's just me. I would love to tell you guys that I planned it this way, but I didn't. Um, Lack of planning. And then also I ended up having an unexpected death um, semi close to me. So it is just me on this episode. Um, I'm happy to be here though. You know, I see this podcast as a release. And speaking of that, we are now a two episode a week podcast. So If you follow me over on the Instagram page, you know that I was talking about and actually also took a poll on if y'all would like to see two episodes a week. And the general consensus was mostly yes. Um, It was also mostly yes, because I didn't actually put an option for no. (laughs) I put the option, yes, we would love to see it. And then the other one was don't stress yourself out. You see what I did there? So I never gave y'all a chance to say no. But starting this week coming up, we are going to be a two episode a week podcast. So we're going to have our Monday episodes, which are going to be the real talk episodes. Um, Like I said, over in the Instagram page, this is going to be the episodes where I have a guest and we talk about things that are more so real life related. So coming up, actually, we are going to be discussing that or TikTok video that I originally shared when I said, what if I do two episodes a week? So I am going to be joined by two guests. You all will see who on Monday. Um, And you know what? I'm thinking of leaving it up to you, the listeners, to vote if you follow me over on the Instagram page on what you want to hear, what type of discussions you want to hear every week on the Real Talk episode. Now, I do have the first couple lined up, like the first couple topics. But after that, we'll really get into, you know, what you all want to hear, what type of open discussion, discussions, rather, you want, would like to hear. So I'm really excited to get this started. And then on Fridays, we'll continue to have our pop culture, reality TV episodes, because, you know, we we got to keep the shit talking mixed in there. I mean, the shit talking is always going to be there. But that is coming up. And I'm so excited to, you know, kind of start taking this horse to the next level. Is that even a saying? I don't think it is, but I said it. So here it is. <sighs> so I don't have much for pop culture this week, but what I do have, I felt inclined to talk about. So the Euphoria universe is getting shaken the fuck up. First things first, Barbie, who plays Kat, I don't want to butcher her last name, so I'm just not even going to say it. Um, She's no longer on the show for the next upcoming season. And you know, when I saw that, I was like, well, that sucks because I did like her character one, but two, it got me thinking. Usually when we watch shows, three seasons is like, okay, that show was a flop because it only had three seasons, but so much shit happens in euphoria one. And then two, it's just so heavy. I could see Euphoria only being three seasons. I really could. And I'd be fine with that. Because like, oh, so much shit happens in that damn show. So Kat is not going to be on it for season three. And, you know, there have been rumors for a long time now. that she was not getting along with Sam um, Levinston Levinson, the creator of the show. Whether those are true or not, I don't know. You know, Sam and Barbie kind of said that they're false. But I don't know anybody in Hollywood who's like, yeah, I'm beefing with that person. Like, you know what I mean? We just never get the full story like that. Um, then somebody unearthed some, I think it was Tumblr, some old Tumblr stuff from her. And she was liking comments, um, including the N word. It's, it got dark. It got really dark. So first that happened. Then speaking of liking comments, apparently Hunter Shaper is in somewhat of hot water for comments she liked on Instagram and Instagram. And to be honest, the comments that she was liking, it's a conversation that me myself as a cisgendered woman need to just like take a step back and listen to the conversation rather than commenting on. So I'm actually not going to get into them because I need to listen and I need to learn so I can understand better. That's all I'm going to say on that. Um, And then last but not least, Miss Sydney Sweeney. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. now this one, this one, I have a couple of things to say about. So this past weekend, Sydney Sweeney had a 60th birthday party for her mom. And what's funny is I was in LA with my friends last weekend and we were talking about it because we started seeing pictures emerge from it and people were wearing some questionable attire. Okay. You saw people doting red baseball caps, Yes, those types of red baseball caps that said, make 60 great again. Now, let me just start by saying this. I really would like us all to just escape the trap that is make blank great again, because where that phrase came from was ignorance. And I really don't think that we're going to reclaim it or take it back or anything. Like we all know what that came from. Okay. Okay secondly putting them on a red hat sydney sydney like girl what and then lastly i guess some people in the party were wearing like blue lives matter shirts so it wasn't a good look you know people started raising some questions myself included but at the end of the day am i shocked fuck no hell no i'm not shocked um I don't know why people, no, let me take, let me not even say that. I know why people are up in arms, obviously. But I don't understand why people are shocked, okay? This is, you know, she's human. And every human has their opinions, bad or not. But what I will say is her statement. She put out a statement and said, this is truly wild that everybody's making these assumptions. It's just a birthday party for my mom. And I want to keep it at that. And it is a piss poor statement. I don't know who her public relations person is, but goddamn, it screams. Yes. Yes. That is the stuff that we like. That is where our opinions lie in. Honestly, I would just rather them say that. That's what I don't get just say it. We see the hats, we see the shirts. Obviously, you know, I'm not going to make a shirt out of a quote that I don't originally agree with. So, you know, or a hat rather, it's just, it was a cop out and that's what me and my friends were saying. Like it's, it's such a cop out. I can think of a handful of like statements that could have been said that kind of remained neutral Instead of the one that she put out. But at the end of the day, I'm just not surprised. She is getting her ass eaten up all over the internet. But it's temporary. There are, people are going to move on to something else. And they're going to forget that this even happened. Why? Because Canto culture is not real. And that's a conversation for another day. That's all I have for pop culture. Let's get into the shows. Let's start off with Real Housewives of Atlanta. Because, listen. I need them to stop trying to make Kenya and Marlo happen. It's not going to happen. It was really not going to happen back in the day, but it, we've gone too far now. And let me just tell y'all, y'all already know how I feel about joint birthday celebrations, celebrations that were meant for something else. And then we say, oh, let's just, you know, celebrate that bir- person's birthday as well. Don't do it. But especially, especially don't do it if I don't like that person, okay? They even said, If Kenya and Marlo would have known that we were doing this joint birthday party, neither one of them would have come. So, so, so what you're saying, what you're saying is you want to do something for me that you know that I wouldn't like. Make that make sense. We can't because it doesn't. You cannot make me get along with anybody I don't want to get along with. And something tells me that Kenya and Marlo, well, maybe not Marlo because she can be kind of fake, but Kenya. She's along the same lines as me, okay? Do not throw me a birthday party on top of something else that you were already planning. Don't put my birthday party with somebody else. Just don't throw me a fucking party. How about that? I'll throw my own goddamn party. That way I can make sure everything is how I want it. I'm getting wedding flashbacks, but that's neither here nor there. We're past that, okay? (sighs) Now, to the star of my episode. Sheree's fashion show coordinator is everything to me. Y'all know I love somebody who's going to talk back to Kenya and have it ready. And Miss Mama did just that. I loved it. And you know that Kenya was not expecting that. We all know Kenya loves, loves, loves to go up into a casting call, a model casting call an act a damn fool. We've seen this plenty, many times from her. And it's so fucking annoying, to be honest with you. Because like, especially the date and time we're in now. Those quote, unquote, beauty standards, when she kept asking people, how tall are you? Oh, you're so small. We don't need those anymore. Like, we've, we've had plenty of discussion on how those are no longer relevant. So it doesn't matter if someone's 5'2", 5'6", 6'2", 6'11". They can be a motherfucking model, Kenya. Stop just trying to be a goddamn terror. But I can't blame her because she, you know, she knows what works for her. But what worked for me was this fashion show coordinator. When she said, you have to have money to get real models, I said, oh Because she just called Sheree out. Now, let me let me be very, very clear. I don't believe that Sheree has no fashions. A fashion show with no fashions. They are so fucking petty for remixing that. Also, (laughs) I died. I honestly, truly cackled out loud. But I don't think that she has no fashions. I think that she's playing into it and, you know, giving into the hype. Now, what I will say is I definitely thought that we were not going to get the she by Sheree, like fashion show until the season finale. And obviously since that is next week and the next week is not announced as the season finale, what is going to be the season finale? Because I'm as much as I love my Atlanta girlies, I'm ready to wrap this up. I'm ready to wrap it up. Okay. I don't want to watch Marlo just say things anymore. Um, You know what, let me take all of this back because the alternative to that is fucking Salt Lake City. And we already got the Salt Lake City trailer this week, which we can talk about a little bit later. But I just, I'm not down with this fashion show already. Another reason I'm not down with it, okay, is because of this Apollo edit. First of all, I honestly, truly thought that we were about to see Martell when they did that whole like um, preview for this week, last week and of who was walking on the car. I was like, oh, my God, are we about to see Martell already? And then it was like, no, that's not possible. It's going to be Tyrone. I was like, OK, we're, we're finally going to see Tyrone. I did not think it was going to be Apollo. Actually, I completely forgot that we had seen Apollo In the original trailer for the season. Because I don't fucking care about him. I really don't. And the fact that they geared this man all the way up. For that lackluster anticlimactic reveal. And then I want to know. Who the fuck gave him a confessional? A confessional? For a cameo? Since when do we do that? And we just brought him on to dog on Phaedra. Okay, first of all, you went to jail. Okay, you you went to jail. I don't think that Phaedra ever marketed herself to you as a ride or die. She definitely had questions because she's a lawyer. I don't know why you were expecting her to stand beside you through that. Secondly, they gave him a confessional just so... He could say three lines about Phaedra, about how she dogged him out. Honey, I don't think I dogged you out just because I didn't want to stay with you when I had two young children and you went to jail for doing something that you already fucking did. That's that's not dogging you out. That's called a fucking divorce. To be honest, if my husband went to jail, I could not tell y'all that I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm a stick. but I'm a stick beside him. That's my man. I'm a, I don't know. Depends on what for. Mm. You know what? That's neither here nor there. But I don't think that Phaedra dogged him out. You just simply didn't want to stay with somebody who was in jail. And I think that's fine. Okay. I think that's fine. We did not even need to bring any of that up. And we definitely didn't need to bring him into the studio to give him a confessional for 2.5 seconds of the episode. I was very annoyed by that. Very fucking annoyed. Leave him where he is. But also for him to be giving advice to Sheree about Tyrone, when I think about, you know, romantic relationship advice, it's not generally Apollo at the top of my list that I would think of. But hey, what the fuck do I know? Apparently him and Sheree have been cool and never had no problems there. I mean, the way they made it seem, they've been tight for since before he married Phaedra, which I never remember that coming up in the show. So I find it weird. But whatever, here we are. I feel like we've seen, hmm. I hope we've heard the last of this Tyrone business, but I know we haven't. It's gonna get brought up at the reunion. And honestly, somebody's gonna read Sheree for it. Somebody is gonna read to right for it. Speaking of reading, I hope Miss Sonia's at home practicing. We've all told her, even the ladies on the show told her, like you, you have to be ready for this. So I hope that she, you know, as much as I hate a rehearsed read, I really hope that she's been using her note cards, going through them, practicing with her husband for this reunion. Because girl, Kenya is gonna come at you, and you have to have to be ready. You have to be. But that's all I have for Atlanta this week. I'm not going to lie to y'all. My my attention kind of wandered a little bit while I was watching Married to Medicine. Obviously, my mind has been elsewhere this week. However, what I will say is I enjoyed watching Anila and Kiernan mess with each other about their culture. Um, and also, I don't think those house rules would have been received well in any minority household. I really, really don't. Because let me tell y'all, the way my mom would have walked into the house and seen that printed out rule sheet and just turned around and left. Actually, no, she wouldn't have turned, just turned around. She would have been like, I'm leaving because I came here to help y'all. I already raised my children. I don't need to be here. I've done this already. I came because y'all needed help. And then you have the audacity for me to come into this house and you have printed off rules for me. No, my mom might cuss me out over that because while it provided for a funny tidbit, mm, it's also kind of insulting, entertaining, but insulting. Ugh. If that was black folks, somebody would have been cussed out and somebody would have not been talked to for months, months. Okay. Um, and then also when it came to Toya and Eugene and the boys, that whole situation actually broke my heart because kids are so fucking mean, like kids really are mean. But what also kind of like made me go, "Mm," was the whole discussion between Toya and Eugene. Eugene works hard. Okay. He works really hard to provide a life for Toya and those boys. And then I feel like from what I see on my TV screen, okay, from what I see on my TV screen, I really do feel like she just gets on him because when they were in the confessional, and he was like, we're not doing this, we're not going to sit here and act like I don't spend time with my family. And she was like, okay, I'm not going to say that he's not nice to the boys, but he's definitely not nice to me or something like that. That's along the lines of what she said, but he's definitely not nice to me. And I definitely think the boys see that. I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. Okay. Okay. This is what we're doing. Uh, And you know, this is, i actually not, let me not even say that. I was going to say, this is why Heavenly talks shit, (laughs) but Heavenly's going to talk shit regardless. She really, really is. Oh, that's really all I when I say it's all I retained from Mary to Medicine this week, it really is. Now, I have a few more things that I would like to touch on with y'all. And then we're gonna wrap up the episode. At this point, we are yet again at another week where I have not watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I don't even know if I'm going to continue to because I am so fucking exhausted. So first things first, Erica has been recently in real time, not on the show, has um, won a lawsuit where she was found, you know, not liable for Tom Girardi's doing. Again, I always said, I don't think that the woman opened a book and said, babe, let's plan this out how we are going to scam these people. Do I think she was complacent? Yes. Okay. For the love of God, one, two, she is going on an Instagram spree talking about Lincoln bio Lincoln bio there's multiple lawsuits babes multiple so you won one I'm happy for you um I again don't really all the stuff with the orphans and widows obviously it's horrible and disgusting where I'm at now with it like honestly truly I'm just like sick of people excusing her shitty ass behavior with how she treats people. Um, I have a bigger problem with how Erica, how I see Erica carry herself around Black people. I have a problem with hearing, you know, Lonnie Love and Adrian Bailone say that at Garcelle's birthday party, Erica came up to them and said, oh, you know, the people who are down for me, they don't look like me. They look like And points at them, obviously meaning black people. But you know, I was thinking, I was thinking while I was cruising the comment section, because I'm that type of toxic bitch who looks at a lot of comment sections. She may be onto something because I saw a shocking amount of black people commenting, commenting in favor of Erica. And not only in favor of Erica, um, in favor of Erica against Garcelle, and let me just be honest, obviously all Black people do not have the same opinions on things. Like me and Candace Owens definitely don't. We're not linear. I know that. But a lot of the comments that I saw, I can't believe I'm about to say this, quote unquote, capping for Erica against Garcelle seemed to be rooted in internalized racism. I want to say I saw one that and I'm paraphrasing here that said, Oh, Garcelle, you're in a group full of white women, you know what to expect. What? Like, I understand what they were trying to say there. But yes, i when I go into a group full of white women, I my guard is up but that doesn't mean that I need to be okay with being mistreated. And that doesn't mean that I need to be okay with my children being mistreated. So what the fuck are you talking about? You're telling me that if a woman and any woman, honestly, but then a white woman told your child to get the, fu- or to fuck off rather, you would be like, Oh yeah, that's fine. Cause she a white woman. Do you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself? Do you read the comments? Do y'all read the comments before you post them? I don't think so. And if you do, okay, I don't, I, I just can't, I cannot because, and I've said this, I've had this conversation on episodes past, what it gives to me is people who are in favor of Erica, black, white, anything is that they want to see the rich stay rich. And again, just like I say about all of these people who are quote unquote canceled, I've said this about Stasi. I've said this about Erica, I don't want to see anybody lose their home. I don't want to see anybody lose, and it doesn't matter if you're rich, middle class, you, anything. I don't want to see anybody lose their home or their livelihood. What I want to see is accountability. What I want to see is fucking humility. But it seems like we hold some of these reality stars and celebrities and things that like that. People, It's like people are saying, you don't need to be like have any humility or accountability and that's what's irritating to me because as human beings we all do we all do all right I mean for some of the comments that I saw referring to Garcelle and Erica in favor from black people in favor of Erica really I just had to close my phone because I was like what the fuck is this like what is this? I don't even care to watch Aspen, the whole Aspen trip. I don't really care what happens on the rest of this season because at this point, at this point, this franchise is an actual fucking joke. Like like it's really truly. It's a joke. It's not fun anymore. And I don't want to hear people also say it's not fun anymore because people keep complaining about it. I deal with things like racism and microaggressions in my own life every single day. And I don't wake up in the morning and say, mm, can't wait to find a, a microaggression today. The shit just happens. Okay? And sometimes, yeah, you you try to ignore it, but you can't. I don't want to watch it on my TV. I've dealt with mean girls my entire life. I don't want to watch it on my TV. I feel like Beverly Hills is seriously, seriously heading into a rony situation where they're just going to be paused permanently. You hate to see it, but hey, they got themselves here. Now, on to another matter that I want to touch on before we get into the Salt Lake City reunion. I've been hearing rumors, like I'm sure a lot of y'all have, about that, The fact that possibly Andy Cohen is going to announce his retirement at BravoCon this year. Um, Again, it's just a rumor. We know how the Bravo rumor mill works. We have no evidence of it from what I've seen. And that's fine. I understand. It's been a long, great run for him. Um, He has two children now. I can definitely see him wanting to, you know, spend more time with them, settle down, things of that nature. The thing that's kind of chapping my ass is the rumors that I've heard about the people who might replace him. Let me just say this. Somebody sent me a video about possibly Craig and or Shep replacing Andy Cohen. And if they did that, if Bravo did that, they would literally alienate a lot of their viewership. Because what? I don't necessarily find... Let me say this. I don't speak for all the Bravo fanverse as a whole, but when I think fan favorites, I don't know if Craig is at the top of that list for one. For two, I don't think that they... I hope they wouldn't do that. Seeing as Craig has a podcast with Austin and they have been known to talk shit about other Bravo celebrities. So... While I feel like Andy Cohen is biased, I cannot go and find a clip of anything from his past, a podcast, anything like that, where I can prove with hard evidence, yeah, I know Andy doesn't like Candace, for example. Craig, we can. We have a lot of shit. The reason why Andy works is because he was never on any of these fucking shows. He's not a cast member on any of these shows. That would not make any fucking sense, okay? then when it comes to possible other podcasters people in the bravo's verse that have made good names for themselves and i really honestly want to be honest with y'all i don't mean anything against these people it is not personal i don't think that would be a good idea because again everyone has had a podcast you know, you know what i mean in this space has had a podcast with opinions the thing about Andy is, again, I cannot prove with hard evidence that he has said at one time, given his full opinion on a matter, like as far as housewives go, you know, obviously he's spoken out against things like racism and things like that. But as far as him commenting on episodes and shit like that, that does not happen. So to take a pot, a former podcaster or somebody in the Bravo's verse and put them in Andy's seat and expect to be able to say, oh, this is a fair commentator. I don't think that like we can't do that because we have heard these people, how they feel, myself included. I don't think I would be a good fit for to be to fill in for Andy Cohen because you guys have a long like you have a whole bunch of podcast episodes of me stating my personal opinion on things, you have to be able to remain unbiased to host these shows. And that is partly why people are tiring of Andy Cohen, because we can kind of see his biases because he's been doing this for so long. Now, what I will say is I would, yes, of course, love to see a Black woman in, if this, if he really is retiring, I would love to see a Black woman fill the spot because I know that there are more than enough that are qualified Okay, I have watched Andy Cohen be minorly, well, minorly and majorly microaggressive and macroaggressive to Black housewives. Like since I've been been watching Housewives, there are so many people in the entertainment industry that would be well equipped to host and take over Andy Cohen's spot if he really is leaving, and. I would hope that they are doing the due diligence um, to actually fill that spot with somebody who is kind of outside the matter, should I say. I'm going to leave it at that. Again, it is nothing personal against anybody. Well, Craig, it is. I'm just kidding. It's nothing personal against anybody. It really isn't. I just don't think that We need to continue to have somebody who has shown biases towards these housewives and reality TV stars because that's what we've been complaining. That's what people have been complaining about. And then not only that you run into the issue of, you know, one of these housewives, one of these reality TV stars are going to say like, Hey, this isn't fair because I know this person doesn't like me because of X, Y, Z. And here's where I can prove it. So, you know, if it's, if he really is retiring, I'm glad for him. He's had a great run. He's create created something or he was a part of something rather very iconic why we're here today. But I hope that they do the due diligence to fill, fill his spot with, Somebody different is what I'm going to say. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is the Salt Lake City trailer. I'm not going to lie. When I first watched it, I was like, oh, this looks a little good. However, I watched it for the first time at work on my lunch break and people were trying to talk to me. I fucking hate that shit. My lunch break is for me. I'm actually clocked out. So... I don't need to talk to y'all, but that's neither here nor there. We can get into that another time. Then I watched it again after I got off work and I was alone by myself in my house with just my dog and he watched it too. And we both agreed that this is probably going to be another season where we stop watching in the middle. We're going to start. We're we're definitely going to start. Okay. Somewhere in the middle though, we're going to fall off because it's probably going to get boring. The thing is, I mean, this is what trailers are for. They're supposed to get us excited. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like with Salt Lake City, they're so good at getting us hyped up like shit is really going to happen. And then when we get into the season, it's like, oh, they put everything that they had into the trailer. And it's just that. So we have a plethora of new housewives, one being that Angie woman who was proven to be problematic. They brought her back and I actually got on her Instagram and she was like, when trolls work hard, and I'm paraphrasing her, when trolls work hard to try and keep you down. Um, Thanks at Bravo TV. And I was like, do y'all okay, okay, like, I don't even care about this franchise enough to get mad about this. But also, one of the newbies was seen going off on Jen, telling her she better shut her mouth, and especially if she wants some money on her books. While I found that entertaining, there's a lot of neck popping. Just like Jen does. Now, Jen didn't seem to to say anything back in the trailer but I was like "Ooh, okay all in all I think that what we saw in the trailer is probably what we're gonna get do I think that Whitney beat Heather's ass and gave her a black eye no I don't think anybody beat Heather up I don't think anybody even hit her I think she fell Because let's just be honest here, if somebody, if there was a physical altercation, if somebody hit Heather, we would have known about it already because we live in a world to where we can no longer be surprised by anything that happens on these reality TV shows. If it happened off season, we're going to hear about it. And then we wait till the season to see the anticlimactic storyline. So um, besides that, we get to see, you know, Jen plead guilty, which we all already know is going to happen. Um, it seems like Meredith and I almost said Lauren, Lisa. Wow, I have the worst heartburn right now. Also, anyways, Meredith and Lisa aren't talking, which I don't blame Meredith because girl, you took it too far. I know you mad, but mm, you took it too far. You literally told national television that I cheat on my husband, that I'm the biggest whore, that I fucked half of New York. We're never coming back from this, even if it's true ever. Okay um lisa barlow getting mad at her son about not wanting to go to college and saying some bullshit about that's not how it works it can be because guess who didn't go to college me i'm doing just fine but whatever again big old sigh big old sigh am i gonna watch yeah but i'm ready for potomac i'm ready for potomac apparently robin and juan obtained a marriage license. So, I wonder if that's what's holding things up. Like maybe they're going to be filming the their wedding as the finale. Their re-wedding. The grand re-re-re-opening. Re All of my P Valley people will know what I'm talking to talking about when I say that. Uh, but that is all that I have for this week. I know that this episode is short. I still wanted to get something out for my 50th episode and, you know, just chit chat with y'all because I knew it was going to make me feel good. As usual, if you don't follow me over on the Instagram page, the podcast is at Who Asked Me Podcast. My personal page is at Zell's Life, S-E-L-L-E-S-L-I-F-E. Please, please, please do not forget to rate and review me on Apple Podcasts as well as rate me on Spotify. Now, I don't know who the fuck rated me what to get me to 4.7 stars on Spotify, but I'll never forgive you. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You know, we had to rip the bandaid off. I was telling my friends this past weekend, I haven't gotten a bad, and this is not an invitation for one, but I have not gotten a bad review on Apple Podcasts yet. And I'm like, at this point, I'm ready to rip the bandaid off and somebody just write me No, I'm not. I'm really not. But it does make me more nervous for it. But yes, please rate and review. We appreciate it. I will talk to you all in the DMs and I cannot wait for you all to hear my first Real Talk episode. Bye.